Hi guys, it's Kirkland Manning here telling you that today's episode is brought to you by Junie B Hives. Junie B Hives is a local company that is produced, ran, distributed by one very special listener and a very special person to me and my brother as well, David Manning, our father. Our dad has worked very hard recently on trying to produce this honey, and he's doing a great job. It's flying off the shelves. People are buying it left and right. People that he works with, that we work with, everybody is just loving this local grown honey. And you can get some today at Junie B Hives on Facebook. So run out today and get some honey and enjoy your day. Now it's time to really enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Tiger Brothers Podcast. As always, I'm Kirkland Manning. And I'm Chris Manning. Welcome back, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus here. Yeah. But we're back. And uh, glad to be back talking to you guys, talking a little Clemson football again. Yeah. It's been a minute, man. Um, we got a big game this week on Friday. Yeah. December 30th, 8 o'clock. Orange Bowl, baby. Big old Orange Bowl. Going to the Orange Bowl, playing old Tennessee. The Orange Orange Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just want to get right into it, man. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts um, going into this game. Um, but what have we learned in the past two weeks leading up to this week? Um, we learned that a few of their best players decided not to play. Right. And all of ours except one want to play. Right. So, of course, they're... Their two biggest receivers, uh, Hyatt and um, uh, as his name just escaped me, oh Tillman, uh, which he he's played like a handful of times this year. He's one of their better receivers, but he's been hurt, and he he just wiped it out. So their two best receivers are out, and of course, um, quarterbacks out, right? Um, so. I mean, injury though, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, my man, Hooker towards ACL. So I mean, right. I'm sure he would have played if he could have, but um, so he's out. So basically, their three best offensive players are out, and they're the number one offense in the country. But they're going to take a hit with you know not having their three best offensive people. Right. So you really don't know what you're going to get with that. I mean, uh, Joe Milton has. Probably one of the strongest arms I've ever saw for a quarterback. Not always 100% sure where it's going to go, but he can. He, they're going to try to probably air it out a little bit just because they can. And do you think that's a smart strategy against Clemson? I mean, I would throw it against us. You know what I mean? Um, I would think that would be our would think that would be our um, our weak point is our secondary, um, but. They really relied heavy on their run game against Vanderbilt. Now, Vanderbilt and our defense is two different things, but I mean that's what they did. I mean they had they got kind of a three headed monster at uh, running back number twenty, number twenty four, number two. They roll them all in there. I mean twenty had one hundred and sixty yards rushing, twenty four had one hundred and thirty one hundred and thirty one yards rushing, and number two had seventy nine. Uh, against Vandy. I mean, that, they accounted for five touchdowns all wow. on the ground. So, I mean, Milton, I mean, he was 11 for 21, 147 yards in the touchdown. I mean, you know, that's, that was against Vandy. Right. When so, you're running the ball like that, you don't have to throw You really don't have lot. to worry a whole much about, yeah, throwing the ball. So, you, I really and truly, you have, I don't know what you're going to get from them. Um, Hyatt, of course, was the leading receiver against Vandy. He's not there. The guys behind him, I think they each had like three catches and 20-something yards. I mean, it really wasn't nothing crazy. So, those are the guys we're going to have to rely on. Um, for us, like I said, we're missing one guy on the defense, and Miles, he opted out, which I guess technically we're missing two, but Miles opted out. Trenton's hurt, um, so he's not going to play. Um, definitely two of, one of our, two of our best defensive guys. Um, we're probably, I mean, I don't know. Miles has not played all that great this year, personally, to me. I mean, he's not played bad, but I don't think he had the year that everybody thought he was going to have. So, I mean, will there be a, a drop-off at his position? I mean, yeah. I mean, you, he's probably a first-round pick, so, I mean, of course you're going to have some drop-off. But I don't think it's possibly as bad as maybe Trenton. Right. Because we're replacing him with a freshman in Woodaz, 
who's played more as of late, those later games down the stretch. He played more, and he's played okay, but he's still a freshman. Yep. And going up against a passing attack like Tennessee has, even with or without their best players, I mean, they're still going to run their offense, you know. Right. So I think he's probably going to be the one maybe that we miss the most um, just with his, especially when they swim and Barrett switch positions those last couple of games that, that really seemed to help. Uh, played, both of them played better. Like, they kind of played in their more natural positions to me. So, you know. Uh, so that's that. And then, of course, offensively, which, I mean, we already knew this before, but DJ's not there for us. Um, right. So Cade's going to be the guy. DJ's not even on the team anymore. He's going to Oregon State. Right. Um. So Cade's, Cade's the guy. and He's the guy. So if good or bad. Or you're riding with him in this one, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, other I, than that, I mean, everybody I like else that, is there. Though. Yeah. No, I mean, it's we're gonna get a full, a full game of full dose. You're the dude, and let's see, let's see what you got. I mean, defensively, uh, Tennessee's not nothing crazy. I mean, they're 44th best defense in the country, um, giving up 23 and a half points a game. Have we played anybody um, at that caliber this year? Yeah, I mean, NC defense. State. That's right. Uh, actually, a little, probably a little better. Florida State. Um, I want to say a comparable defense, ranking wise, is um, maybe I think it was Wake. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they're they're okay. They're not bad, but they're they're not great. You know what I mean? They're they're just kind of they're okay. They're not bad. And we were able to put up points against them. Yeah, different uh, quarterback, different but. quarterback, and different situation and everything, but. Their secondary is their weak point. Um, wow. So, but our receivers are what, what they are. So, I mean, honestly, I think this might be a good ball game either way, depending on how their offense plays without their three best players. If they can be comfortable and, you know, they can run the ball a little bit here or there, I think it'll probably be a good ball game. I think it's probably match up pretty good, yeah. honestly. Now, um, I did want to ask you this question, though. Um, so we talked a little bit last week about North Carolina. Yep. North Carolina, their coach, um, he, he was talking about how they didn't prepare for Cade Klubnick to come in. And we talked about how silly that was. That was pretty silly. But let's just say that that's true. And they didn't prepare for the backup to come in. Well, this week they know the backup's in. Yeah. So they're going to throw some things at this kid to try to screw him up. Yeah. Right. Do you see this being a problem? For Clemson, uh, early in the game, especially. I mean, maybe, yeah. Um, just because, once again, if if North Carolina really and truly did not even remotely prepare for Cade, that's going to be a problem. Um, with this, now they know that he's the guy. They can go look at that film, what he did good, what he did bad, what they can exploit against him, and those kind of things. So, I mean, their their whole game plan is going to be, you know, going around Cade. Um, so. I'm sure they're going to throw some things at him that he's probably never saw before just because, I mean, you know, he's a freshman. Um, I, I, that very well could be uh, something a major key for them, just being able to throw a bunch of different things out at Cade that he's, that he's never saw before because really and truly he's only played in one game this year. Right. You know what I mean? And let's – I mean, we said it. Um, North Carolina. Um, n- not good at defense. Right. Literally, a uh, hundred. They're almost last. A hundred and fifth. I mean, defense. they're very close to last. So I mean, I think we even said that a little bit. Like, yes, he played good. He he did a lot of good. I mean, he threw the ball really well. You know, a couple of those deep balls and moving around in the pocket, all those things. But I would just temper it just a little bit and realize who he was dealing up against. I mean, North Carolina was missing a couple, even their starters on in the secondary, which already is not good. Um, so this will be a little different. Right. I mean, you know, 105th, 44th. Big difference. Slightly different defenses. Yeah. Now let's flip it. You got Tennessee's quarterback who, um, more experience, but not too much more. Yeah. And then you got our defense. Yeah. Do you think with them losing wide receivers, it kind of evens the playing field? Or do you think they still have a leg up over us 
as far as experience, quarterbacks, things like that. I think scheme wise, they have a advantage just because of what they how they run, you know, how their offense runs, um, and just how they spread you out so much. Um, it's just going to come down to can Milton hit the throws that he needs to make. You know what I mean? Consistently, where Hooker, of course, you're really going to he's going to hit most of those. Milton's going to be hit or miss, and he's again, he's not going to have the talent out there. He's throwing two two, so I mean. Yes, uh, that that definitely evens it out for us, where they would probably have an advantage on offense if you know if every if it was apples to apples, everybody's got all their t- players. They would definitely have the upper hand uh, against our 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 defense, but because they're missing those three guys, yes, it does bring it back down. But I still think, just scheme wise, they still have a slight advantage in that department. That's lucky for us that we get, you know, just a slight advantage over a, a huge gap of. An advantage, um, so that does help us out. I, I got to ask you one question though. You brought up, um, they have opt outs, right? Yeah, and we don't. They have a few, and we, we don't have that many. We have one. Um, this is our first one ever. Right, this is our first one ever, and it's kind of weird that it's him, but uh, good for him. I think it's Miles it's is a different different cat. I mean, y- he's yeah, just, mentally and everything, he's just a different dude. Yeah, and it, you know what? That's perfectly fine. We always understand um, these kinds of things, but my question to you is: um, I I thought that in the SEC it just meant more. Yeah. yeah. Um, does it mean more if you have so many opt outs and you look at the ACC team who has one opt out? Well, it's just kids. I mean, I personally, I want them to play. I think you should finish what you started. I mean, you, you played with your team all year long. I think you need to finish, personally. But at the same time, if, like, Jalen Hyatt and uh, the other the other receiver, Tillman or Miles, possibly first-round picks, first-round money, all this stuff, and you're going into a exhibition game, if you want to call it that. Right. I mean. Since when does, is the Orange Bowl not a game to get up for? Dude, when you got, I mean, they can say what they want to, or he can say what he wants to. When you got the receiver for Ohio State that hasn't played all year long and supposedly has actually been healthy enough to play all year long, but opts out of the playoff, it just it doesn't matter. No game matters. It doesn't matter anymore. It's all it's me, me, me. Nothing about we anymore. It's not about team. It's me, me, me. And I mean, if I'm a first round pick, about to make millions and millions of dollars, maybe, maybe I'm maybe my mindset changes. But at the same time. I think it's about a it's a culture thing too around the team of it, well, this is our first one ever. We I mean, we've had some pretty high profile guys playing bowl games. I mean, even up until last year, we played in the freaking Cheez It Bowl, and none of those guys opted out. Right. I mean, we didn't have all you know like we have in the past of all these first round picks and stuff, but even still, we had guys drafted and they all played. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, we got guys opting out of the Dagum Carquest Bowl. I mean, really, dude? I mean, no, not even first round picks or anything, but I mean. Come on, yeah. You know what I mean. I mean, so I think that there it does have to do with your culture around your team, and it seems like our guys want to play when other teams, other guys on other teams don't. You think it's hurting college football? Absolutely. Bowl season doesn't matter anymore. I mean, why do I want to? I mean, just take the the Cincinnati Louisville game for example. That's a game where you're like, if that was a, on a normal, you know, 10 years ago, a bowl game, you'd be like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll watch that one. That might be pretty good. But then when you got backup quarterbacks playing up against each other, receive, like one team doesn't have like any of their receivers. The other teams don't have any of their secondary. Their coaches are gone. All this stuff. I mean, like, no, I don't want to watch that bowl game. I mean, I don't want to watch the B squad out there. I don't want to watch JV teams playing. You know what I mean? 100%. I mean, there and there's multiple games out there. I mean, I mean, decent games where, like, I mean, I don't, I don't want to watch the backup quarterback play. Do you think that we see a recession of bowl games? Because I mean, they can't be making much money anymore. Nobody's watching that. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you look at the stands on most of these games up until this point. I mean, there nobody there. Um, I don't know, mate. It's TV money. It's not so much of the bowl. I mean, like attendance-wise, it's TV. I mean, they're on TV. All of them's on TV. So, and that's why we keep getting more and more bowls because it makes money for ESPN more than 
not. Um, I mean, I, I just don't think it means a whole lot anymore when it seems like everybody and their brother gets to go to a bowl game now. Like, back in the day, there when there was only 15 bowls or whatever, it meant something to go to a bowl game. Now, I mean, dude, there's however many, 40, 42 bowl games or whatever. I mean, easily. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, going back to Clemson a little bit, um, playing Tennessee, do you feel like this bowl game is important, or do you feel like it's more a consolation prize? Do you feel like it's a lose-lose situation for one team over another team? I mean, it's important. I mean, it's another win for both teams. I mean, it's, and it's an Orange Bowl. I mean, that's that's definitely a trophy that you're going to you know proudly display somewhere. But to me, we are in a lose-lose situation because if we win, well, they didn't have their three best offensive players, so who cares? Which, I mean, that is true. It's so, true. I mean, okay. If you lose, man, you guys really stink because they got they were missing their three best offensive players, and y'all still lost. So how good are – I mean, and that, then it's going to come back on the way ACC stinks and all this. All right. this Although, once again, we are not the two guys that's going to sit here and scream conference 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 we don't, just, we don't do that i don't care <laughs> i mean no. if the whole conference sucked and we and we're good enough to win 12 and 0 and you know it doesn't matter beat people other than i don't i, don't, I really don't care as far yeah. as that's good i don't give a crap but we're, that's just gonna be the narrative around the country for the whole off season as well they can't even beat you know their b squad of an offense and so they're no good who do you feel like this game is bigger for um, who has the most to gain from this game? Because mm. I'll just tell you this: it feel it feels like to me, mm-hmm. Tennessee doesn't care. Not that they don't care, but uh, they don't care as much as it feels like we care to win the game because they have all these opt outs, and I feel like they thought we were good enough to go to the national championship. We didn't go. Yeah, we're playing in this bowl game, but to me that seems weird from a team that hasn't been to a national championship in so long. So you would think this would be a game to get up for, and it doesn't seem like they are. I don't know. I think I can see it both ways a little bit. Maybe, I mean, Tennessee was on such a run, and then when they got just smacked by Georgia, I feel like that really kind of sent them back down to earth a little bit. And then you lose to South Carolina the way you did. I don't know. Maybe just to that, maybe they have a little bit of, try to end their season on a better note than, you know, they were such a, a high of a high, and the way they're kind of ending the season, maybe that'll help them, you know, with a win like this, it'll, you know, turn their season around, and they're, you know, in the fan base's mind, maybe. But at the same time, I think this is a big game for us in the sense of our offense. Like, how does our offense look with, with Cade in there for a whole ball game against a a little more of a comparable team and on the national spotlight. You know what I mean? I mean? North Carolina, he played great against North Carolina once again. But, I mean, it was it kind of was what it was, you know, with their defense. So, I mean, I think I think go both, I can see both sides of it, how, you know, more of an important thing it can be. But, you know, maybe I put the, the – maybe a little more on us just for next year, how Cade looks and – can we have if we come out and we look like crap and K doesn't play well and the offense kind of looks the same and everything and we get beat? I feel like that can really have a dark cloud going over the off season into next year. Uh, for Tennessee, I mean, they they kind of don't because I mean, yeah, you kind of end the season poorly from where you were, but you kind of have the uh, a fallback on well, we weren't missing our three best players, you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, I don't like the dynamic of the game where it feels like, like you said, lose-lose versus win-win. Yeah. Um, they either win the game, and that's great, or they lose and, well, we didn't have our best players. Yeah. And that's, that's um, it reminds me a lot of when people say the, you don't want to get in a fight with somebody who's not afraid to die. And it feels like they're not afraid to die because they can't lose either way. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't matter to them if they win or lose. So that's a scary team to play. Yeah. When you feel like you're the one holding all the chips. Yep. Um, what do you think about Cade? Uh, I mean, you kind of mentioned it. I, I was just wanting to know more. Um, how big is this for his confidence going forward? I think, I, yeah, I think it's big. Just a, it's another game. I'm, I'm sure he's 
riding high off the of the ACC championship game, of course, and MVP and played really well, and everybody's patting you on the back and everything. But you know, can you do it against a little better of a defense on an even bigger stage now with the Orange Bowl kind of thing? Um, when you're the guy, there's nobody coming in behind you now. You know what I mean? There is no safety valve of well, we'll throw DJ back in there and. It is what it is, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that, and that does make a difference mentally. It it is different when you're the guy now. So, see what how he how he performs with that kind of pressure on him. Um, I mean, this is his first real game starting. Yep. Um, I guess it's his first game period starting, but we he might as well have been the starter in the North Carolina game. Pretty much. Um, so we don't know that much about him starting, really and playing the whole game. What is your opinion on Cade? Do you think he'll be prepared? Just from what you know about him, what you've heard him say, Yeah. Um, do you think he'll be prepared? Yeah, I think he'll be prepared. I mean, obviously he was ready to go against North Carolina. So, I mean, uh, and now he's even got more reps. Uh, now he's got all the reps with the ones. We're leading into North Carolina. I mean, they were talking about, like, yeah, he was getting a few more. You know, he wouldn't. He went taking all the reps, of course. He's kind of splitting more of the reps going into the North Carolina game. So now he's got them all. So, I mean, I, I, you know, he's getting kind of all the attention from the coaches and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think he'll be ready. Um, it's just about how he performs against just a better team yeah. in, in general and maybe actually a defense that actually prepared for him a little bit. Right. Um, in your opinion as well, what do you think we're going to see offensively? Do you think we see more running? Because Shipley only carried the ball like seven times or something crazy against North Carolina. Yeah, and I mean, maybe they saw something with North Carolina. I mean, again, their secondary did stink. So, I mean, maybe that's what they saw. They just really thought that they could just exploit that, and that's why. But after the Carolina game, you know, everybody's clamoring, why didn't you run the football more? I thought we would run the ball, and yeah, Shipley didn't hardly have any anything against North Carolina. So, I still think that Chipley and Moffat are your two best players. I think you need to run the football. Um, and then you let Cade do what he what he can in the passing game. Because um, I don't think, I just don't see our receivers having a game like they did against North Carolina, against Tennessee. I mean, I know that they're, they're better, and they're not that great, but I, I don't. I don't see that kind of. I don't see K throwing for three hundred something yards against them. You know what I mean? I hope so. Be great. It would um, be. But I think this is. I think we're going to need to more rely on the ground game. To me. All right. Now let's flip it. Let's go defensively. What would you like to see the defense do? Um, is there one um, side of the ball? You know, running, passing. Which one would you rather see us? You know, kind of focus on. I think you always stop the run. Um, and obviously, you know, you would think with having three pretty good running backs like they do, they're going to want to run the football kind of like they did against Vandy, kind of take the pressure off Milton a little bit. So you would think that we need to stop the run and make him beat you with the pass, especially, again, like we said 17 times already. They don't have their two best guys outside, um, so they're relying more on younger guys to play receiver. Um, so their strong point is going to be running the ball. Um, maybe that means they actually come out and throw the ball a little bit just to kind of try to change it up a little bit. But at the same time, I think the main key is going to be stopping the run and making them rely on him throwing the football. If you can kind of take the run game away, take play-action game and all that stuff out of the way, or uh, that's just going to help you defend them a little better. Um, with Trenton not being in there now, I think that does, and Miles, you might not have as much pressure coming off the outside now, so you're going to rely more on Tyler and Brian up the middle to kind of get your pressure, I would guess, um, more than the outside pressure. I mean, you know, you got blitzes and everything, but I would think kind of like most with an inexperienced quarterback, if you can push the middle of the pocket, push it back into his face, he's going to have trouble. Um, so stopping the run, pressure up the middle, up the D-line, I think that's going to be your – that's more of your, your keys right there on defense. All right, so I think – for me, the biggest question for the defense is, who's the mic? Uh, Trenton's usually our mic. He's our guy. He's directing traffic. He's telling people where to go. Um, 
I believe that's the case. He's our linebacker. He's our experienced linebacker. He's the one telling people where to go, uh, what defense is called. He's helping them out with that stuff, right? No, I mean, yeah. I mean, For the most part. He's part of it. Jeremiah uh, Trotter's starting to he's, – he's, he's taking that he's role. He's kind of taking that role. Um, well, Tennessee goes fast pace. They do. So we have to have a guy who's going to be able to do that very quickly. Yeah. I mean, so, that's, that's going to come down to Goodwin, too, of getting the plays in quickly. Right. You know, that's always been kind of a bugaboo against exactly. us. Exactly. Getting plays in. Um, so that's going to that's gonna come down to Wes of simplifying things and getting the call in quick and letting guys play. This I is mean, where I worry about Wiggins being in, uh, a little, not inexperienced, but young. And he plays young. He's a he's shown that he can play the corner position pretty well. Yeah. But can you make these decisions that quickly? Yeah. I mean, you got a lot. Of, I mean, you think, I mean, like I just said, you got Woodaz out there as a freshman guy taking over for Trenton. And he's going to be lined up a whole lot in coverage. That is, to me, that would be a mismatch. I mean, he's a really fast linebacker. Um, but I think he might be one to get easily out of position when they start going fast. Uh, that's when you can start lining guys up on him. You can take advantage of that. Um, and honestly, the whole secondary, I mean, they're just getting in position, you know, when they start going fast, getting the call in and everybody lining up correctly. Because if you don't line up correctly, I don't give a darn who they got playing receiver. When you go that fast, all it takes is getting one step on a guy when you're out of position and you're burned. It's all about a Milton can get you the ball. But, I mean, just got to be in position and yeah. get the call in quick. That's that's going to be a good one's number one job, getting right. the call in. Just being able to recognize quickly they're in this formation i need to be here and this is the play call because you have to do it in, in less than seven seconds there's going to be a, there's gonna be a lot of base defense is called and then you really just got to rely on guys just playing football at that point i mean you kind of get a call in to get them in a you know in the right kind of formation of what you want i mean more than likely if i would have to guess i don't know what we're going to do you know, in North Carolina, we came out in a in a, in a three down front because we kind of were, were relying more. We thought they were going to pass the ball. Do you do that against this team? I don't know because they now might you, get eat you up. Ma- yeah, because now more depth. Now, and yeah, they like to spread you out and throw. But that was with Hooker and and all those guys. So now, is it does that change your game plan now with those guys out? Even if if I would think, so if I would have to guess, even with Milton at quarterback. If you still had those two receivers, I think you still rely. I think you take the chance of we're still going to throw the football like we normally do. So I think then you go three down front. But because you're missing now your outside guys and your quarterback, maybe you rely more on running the ball. So maybe now we come down and four down. I don't know. That's going to be a game that you're going to probably a game within the game. You might have to make adjustments on that and see what they're doing. So it's hard to tell with all the opt outs and stuff. What do you? What do you? What I think that they're gonna do, but right. if I would guess, I'd say come out and I I, I always say stop the run, and yeah. I think you put your best players on the field, which for us is D line. I say you come out four down, stop the run, and you can take your chances from there. I like that, but I I'll tell you what I think is actually gonna happen. We're gonna play Ben don't break for the first half, That's kind and of then we're, we're gonna reevaluate like yeah, we've well, been I mean, doing. Yeah, I mean we did that against North Carolina. Again, a little different of an offense. But, I mean, they're not bad, you know. Um, but well, that's exactly what we did. And it's very annoying, and it pisses you off because they go right down the field, and you're like, God Almighty. A lot but of time comes When you get the in the red zone, you kind of clamp down like we did, and, you know, that's how you, that's how you do it. And then, yeah, make adjustments from there. So we'll, we'll just we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to see. But I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, I really can't wait to see our Tigers. Um, playing that orange orange bowl, um, it's going to be a lot of fun to see. Uh, speaking of orange, DJ uh, just transferred to Oregon State. Yep, he went from one orange to another orange. It looks like. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that call? Because we thought he was going to Hawaii. Yeah, that was a weird. I don't even know how the Hawaii thing come up. Uh, you know, everybody speculated he's going to go back out the West Coast. I mean, it's kind of a natural thing to go back. You know, where he's from. Uh, UCLA was getting thrown out, USC, Oregon, all these teams. But, yeah, then, but we thought he was he wasn't good enough to go to those teams in the first place. Well, yeah, well, it didn't help Bo Nix, so Bo Nix comes back to Oregon. Kind of didn't expect that, but on, 
Now, I don't know who's got, got eligibility anymore, so honestly, I didn't know he had any eligibility. So he comes back to Oregon. Obviously, that cuts them out. I mean, he's not going to go try to compete. He wants to go play. So that cuts Oregon out. So then you think UCLA. Well, I'm, even to me, I'm like, so you're going to go, Chip Kelly's going to go from what he had as a with a five-year starter and the way that guy played and how his offense runs, and you're going to go put DJ in that. To me, it just never was a natural fit. But then it didn't matter when I think they had a Kent State quarterback transfer out there. They literally flipped the the top quarterback in the country from Oregon to them. The, of course, that's, that's two guys now he's going to have to compete with. Nope, that gets thrown out. Fresno State got thrown out. I don't know why. I mean, they didn't come to fruition. And then the Hawaii thing, what, I don't know. They come out of left field. So, anyways, he ends up at Oregon State. Not a bad problem. I mean, Oregon State actually is kind of on an uptick right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, played really well this year. So, won their bowl game, I believe. Won their bowl game. Um, so, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see because, I mean, I think they have some pieces out there. So, is it so? We're just going to see. Is it a fresh start thing? Does he just need to go somewhere else, and maybe he just lights it up again? Who knows? Or you know, or are you what you are kind of thing? Right. Well, we're going to find out. Um, Do we so, know his eligibility status? Does he have one year there, or does he have two because of the COVID year? Dude, I have, I can't even tell you. I, I don't either. I have no. There's some guys that can come back that had no idea they could come back. I I, so I, I just have no idea. I really don't. I would guess he only has one, but maybe he's got two. I don't know. Maybe. I think it would benefit him to have two, um, but he might only have one. Uh, but like you said, it's not a terrible fit for him. Uh, the team's not terrible. The team's no, on the upswing. So. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I think he'll have the pieces to to show what he can do if he can do anything. You know what I mean? So I think this is a definitely an audition to show, like, did you were you did you were you just put in a bad situation at Clemson? You know, your confidence got shot, meaning you're just was what it was and you just needed a fresh go of things, or are you just unfortunately a bust and just not very good? Right. And you know what, we're gonna probably be proven correct, but I for for some reason I, I mean, I hope we're proven wrong. I hope he plays well and he can do well. Yep. Um the likelihood of that is not very good in my opinion, but we'll we'll see. Um, but you know, he, he transferred, so we got a lot of that happening in college football right now. Yeah. Um, Texas A&M knows better than anybody about the, you know, transfer portal Mm -hmm. and NIL deals and things like that. Um, but you know, Clemson, you know, we had a lot of people trying to transfer out, it felt like, but we also had a really good recruiting class. We did. Um, I mean, it was, yeah, it was pretty good. And that's what we mostly rely on. So we only had one guy transfer in, correct? Yeah. Isn't that right? And it was a very odd decision, in my opinion. Yeah, we had a hole at quarterback, so we needed a quarterback. So, of all the transfers we get, we get a, we get a transfer that is not going to play. More right. Than I mean, do you, yeah. think, do you think it's mostly a name thing or something? Or What do you mean? He's Bear Bryant's grandson. Does mm-hmm. that, I, I mean, mean that's that, a really dumb thing to say, in my opinion. No, well, but, I'm sure that didn't, you know, it didn't hurt or anything, but it's just he's... I'm going to guess he's Hunter Johnson. He's coming right. in to be a coach, wants to be a GA, and he has maybe a little bit of connection to Dabo. So I got a year left. You need a backup quarterback or, you know, just depth on your in your quarterback room. Yeah, I'll come and I'll be more than likely a glorified coach. So you don't think there's any chance of him competing for the job at all? No. I think that's fair to say. No, I think he's there for depth. And that would make sense because we have – um, a quarterback coming in. You got Vizina coming in, so you don't want your backup quarterback to be a freshman. Right. Well, especially when your starting quarterback is a sophomore and with really only going to have one start. You know what yeah, I mean? He's going to feel like that a is freshman not a, next That is year. not a good recipe there. So, I mean, you needed depth right there. So, you went out and got a guy that's got a little bit of experience. Again, he's a Hunter, he's Hunter Johnson, man. That's what, exactly what he is. And so, you think they brought him in because he wants to pursue a career in coaching. Yep. And maybe he can help these younger guys in the quarterback room. Yep. Well, that sounds about right, but I did think it was an odd decision, even though, like you said, you have to fill it. You have yep. to fill those get, depth. The I depth mean, that's what the, that's what the transfer portal is. That's when you've got a hole in your, in yeah. your, on your depth chart that you need to fill immediately. Right. That is what the transfer portal is. Now, is the transfer portal almost closed? How long does it stay open for? Because I, we need wide receivers, in my opinion. Well, um, I, that's, I think that's the frustrating thing to most people. Like, 
everybody's clamoring for us to use the transfer portal. Like, you look at the receiver room, your receivers stink. You know, you got a couple young guys that you think you might can hang your hat on, but other than that, you just you don't see anybody. And then you see all these other teams out there using it and going to get these high profile guys. I mean, and we were just sitting here. We like we we don't even hear anybody like that we've offered anybody or even looking at anybody or anybody's got any interest in us or when anything. We got the quarterback. It was out of the blue. Yeah, I didn't even know who this guy was. I didn't even know that was even on our radar when we went out and grabbed him. So. But if you look at our depth chart, as of right now, we're full. I mean, with the class that we just brought in and everything, we're, I mean, we don't have any room for transfers. That's what I've heard. But then it just it just makes you – it just kind of pisses you off when – I mean, Georgia – Georgia's went out and got Missouri's one of their – one of the top receivers at Missouri. I mean, how does Georgia got room? Or Alabama's getting all these transfer guys. Like, I mean, like, why can these top teams go out and do it and we just – we can't do it. That's what's frustrating. That, I mean, it, you're just like, I mean, everybody else is I'm using it. We're just over here just not using it. And you think, like, well, who's been successful using it, though? A lot. I mean, Alabama's been they, – they got a couple wide receivers. They're running back this year from Georgia Tech. Right. Pretty good. I mean, uh, everybody I, else is, is using Right. The no, portal. I see your point. But my thing was – I thought about it, and I didn't see too many teams making the playoff with a bunch of transfers. No, it's not. Um, it's not that you got to build your whole team, team around full of them. Transfers. Yeah. I mean, honestly, just look right down the road, dude. And look at Carolina. They yeah, literally. No, yeah. They they upgraded immediately. That's a good point. When they went out and got Rattler, Absolutely. and they went out and got a couple, of, and they got Juice Wells, and the, I mean, immediately they probably went from. If they did not have, they would have took them so many years. How many? If they didn't have Rattler, Juice Wells. How many games with them Jokers have won this year? Yeah, I mean they kind of they took a step um, forward like three years. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent through using that. hundred percent. And then they're but they're trying to build their program, so it's a little different. So they have to go out and try to find players, but that helps in recruiting. I mean, you saw so they win, they beat us, they beat Tennessee, they go, they win eight games, going to a decent bowl game. If they can win that, that just kind of build helps build momentum in recruiting. You got you just you got to kind of start somewhere. The transfer portal has just helped that now. So they're they've yeah. kind of now they can use that momentum and in, in recruiting, which I think they've actually recruited pretty dang well. They did well this week they this did. year. They did. They had a pretty good class come in. So I mean, but all that builds upon each other. So we're we're a little past that, but even even still, we just need we we need help at receiver. Right. And there was guys out there, good ones, yeah. But and we don't do anything with. But again, because we're full. Right. So I mean, it's a good thing that we have guys wanting to stay here. But at the same time, you're like, we don't want you to stay. Yeah, Some of these guys, I'm like, I want you to go because you've been here for freaking four years and you ain't done snark. So do you so think it's what, good to cut the fat? I, I think that's a good way to put it, and in, in a to an extent, for some of these guys, mostly at the receiver. And Gata, it almost sounds like Gata's coming back. It, it does sound that way. And if it just from the little bit of you know listening and reading and stuff, it almost sounds like Gata's wanting to come back. And I'm like, dude, you've been here for five years. It, it would four be, or five it, years, and I've saw. I mean, what is going to be the big difference? Is Cade going to make you just right better of a guy? I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's time to like you need to go somewhere. I know, and we need some other people to come in and go out and go grab you a, a receiver at the portal. But so it, we're kind of stuck. We're kind of handcuffed. Yeah. It, it definitely would benefit him more than us, more than likely. Yeah, um, that's yet to be seen, but I think we've seen enough. Well, I mean, there's there's a second portal opening. In the spring, late winter, I think February or whatever. So after after these bowl games, there's probably going to be more, you know, opt outs, defectors from other teams. So there'll be more people in the portal. We might even have some people in my in in God, and then might say, you know what, whatever, we're just going to go somewhere else, or or last year or whatever. Right. And then we'll have some openings that we can go out and use it. But it almost feels like the top guys that were there are gone now. There yeah. are they're going to other places, and now you're going to kind of get the you know. The what's what's left over, you know, sloppy right. seconds of everybody. So, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Little, so yeah, you're getting the leftovers. I don't know. I feel like you just you kind of missed out on the the top guys coming out when they did, and very possible. More than likely, that's going to be the case. Um, do you think the portal benefits the top teams or the bottom teams? Because, like you said, Carolina seemed to benefit the most, and I feel like the top teams, um, like Alabama, got that running back from Georgia Tech, and they thought that was going to be great. It didn't really work out as well as they thought it would. Um, not a bad player. Just wasn't uh, Alabama top-notch running back, in my opinion. 
Um, looked pretty he, small in a way. I mean, he's really, pretty, he is pretty good, man. Yeah, I mean, good. I think they he's just good. all around had. Now, I don't think their receiver, I mean, the, their offense didn't play great in the beginning of the year, and they lost a couple of ball games, and that kind of shot them in the foot for the playoff wise. Right. But they should have lost. They, they could have lost a lot more. They could have. But, I mean, just, just talking about top team wise, I mean, yeah. Yeah. You look at Georgia. Georgia's going out and grabbing dudes. I mean, they just got the guy, like I said, they got the guy from Missouri. They went out and got another guy. Um, Got his name off the top of where he was from, off the top of my head, but they went and got another one. I mean, they're they're using it. All yeah. these other teams are using it. TCU. TCU's a prime example. They made the playoff going you get and get some transfers, and now they're using that momentum of this year, going out and actually re- signing a pretty good recruiting class and continually using the portal. So I mean, it is crazy how TCU is like the best Texas team. Yeah, I mean they they're you it the top teams can they're using it. Yeah, everybody's using it. It seems, except it, for us. It's just weird how it works out for some people, and then for teams like Texas A&M, it doesn't work out at all, and then you're just losing people. Now, that might be more of just spending money on high school kids. A&M banked off, you know, signing a monstrosity of a recruiting class, and then you win four games, three games, whatever they did, and then they all go, oh, this is actually when you, you had guys wanting to go there for the money and not going to the school, and now they lose 24 guys at the portal because of that. That's that's when I don't even see how well, you that's have when an NIL chart hurts you. Bringing guys in that really don't want to be there, they're just following money, and then you right, know, you have what you have after that. But Clemson, you know, for us, we, I mean, we don't like we said, don't use the portal that much. Um, basically, not at all. But we do recruit pretty well, in my opinion, because we just got one of the best defensive players I think we've ever recruited, in my opinion. Yeah, um, this guy is a monster, Peter Woods. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on him, man? I mean, I've heard a lot of comparisons, and I've seen some highlights. And he, he's a, I mean, he's, he's a monster. A, he's a monster, man. So I mean, yeah, we're still recruiting at a high level to an extent. To me, I still think receiver and our skill positions are lacking. Um, and this recruiting class, especially, I mean, we, we're, we, we. We got a lot of guys on the defensive side. Uh, I mean, yeah, you need those guys. It's not like when I, I think I was talking to somebody a couple weeks ago about like, don't get me wrong, I want defensive guys. You know what I mean? Like, we Absolutely. need you need D line guys and yep. you need secondary guys and everything. But I'm like, that is just seems like it's not where we need a lot of help right now. You know what I mean? Like in this class, like I feel like we needed help at receiver. You went, you got two receivers. None of them. I mean, they could be all world guys. But it wasn't like they were like top receivers in the country. You know what I mean? It just it, we didn't go out and go get a Sammy Watkins. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't feel like there's a guy there that just immediately yeah. jumps off the page. Like, yep, he's gonna help you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you got to be careful, um, not becoming an Oklahoma, where you have no defense and all offense. It's a it's a very thin line. But you're right. We we were we had an embarrassment of riches on defense. It felt like we needed more offense. Yeah, and we. I don't feel like we really did that a whole lot in this class. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, Peter Wood's going to possibly going to come in and play right away. Yeah. Can play in, can play in the middle, probably going to play in the middle for us at the tackle. Um, just a monster, dude. Motor that never stops. Um, uses his hands. I mean, do, does Bullies people. the whole shebang, dude. I mean, he's a, probably going to be one of our better, possibly could be one of our better players. Um, Burley, um, who's a, a D-line guy. It's kind of the same, not at quite at the level of Peter Woods. Probably going to play on the outside, I would guess, 6'5", 276. They might try to you know, lean him up just a little bit. Um, but he's probably going to play on the outside. Um, you got the Parker kid from Phoenix City, probably going to play inside too. I mean, you, you got guys. I mean, you signed a top 10 recruiting class. I mean, that's, that's, that's good. It's a big class, one of our bigger classes that we've had. Twenty six guys, I believe. Um, one of our bigger classes that we had. But again, I just we really hit it hard on the lines of scrimmage, which of course that you need. I do like the offensive uh, line guys that we got. Um, you got the that's a um, kid from Georgia, the Owens kid, big kid. I mean, it's probably to me when you just look at this six seven three sixty five. That just sounds like one of the bigger guys that we've ever recruited. That's now a, some of it that's a Boston College size. Some of it's Pudding weight. Oh. I mean, he's he's not the the leanest looking offensive line we ever saw. So he's gonna he's probably gonna fall in a little bit of the category of Jackson Carmen. It might take him a year or two to kind of 
fix his body. He's got some bad weight on him, I think. Yeah. But even still, he's got a humongous frame. Bigger, one of the bigger guys. Um, the Reed kid, big kid. I mean, we 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 really helped ourselves on the on the lines of scrimmage, but I just feel like skill position wise, there's nothing that wowed me. You know, what I mean, we went out and got a four star receiver, um, uh, Johnson out of Texas. I mean, a six two two oh five kid. It seems a lot like the guys he we've been kinda, getting. He kind of reminds you of Bo Collins when you watch him and stuff. I'm like, I just don't. We don't. I don't think we got any speed wise. And the other kid's like a slot guy. Yeah. And where you think Antonio's kind of got that shirt up for the next couple of years. So I mean, right? You know, I, Dude, I don't uh, know. I, I'm not sure myself. But, uh, Bo Collins is he? Did he have surgery? Is he out? I don't know. If he's he, out for this game. He's yeah, out for he's this had game. Had surgery on the shoulder. Yep. I got you. Um, so yeah, the guys that played in the AC championship. Yeah, those guys you don't have. Gotcha. Well, I mean that's that's fine. Um, well, I think I think we could do well with those guys. But like you said, when you you read six two, and they're way you watch him, he looks uh, exactly like Bo. Which I mean isn't every total on bad our, thing, right? But that's but everybody. Just, on it looks team. Like, yeah, we have a lot of the same looking dudes right. with like the same skill level. You know, we need. I feel like we need speed. We don't have speed. We don't have a separation guy. And right. I don't think you. I don't think you helped yourself with this recruiting class. Now, like I said, maybe you maybe you got a couple more. It's like Stilato's still on the roster. Again, I feel like that's one of those guys you can kind of cut the fat with. Yeah. And Gata, to me, another guy that's been there forever, I feel like he kind of is what it is. To me, a kind of guy you need to cut the fat with. Right. EJ's gone. Um, uh, Collins. Dakar, Dakar, I mean, he kinda, yeah. He's been gone. But, I mean, he's off the roster. You know what I mean? But. And he replaced it with two guys in this class. So, I mean, you, you can only sign so many guys. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, you, you don't have a lot of scholarships just laying there for to go yeah. out and get guys out of the portal. But maybe after the Orange Bowl, maybe we got a couple more guys leave. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, in my opinion, you got a guy like Specter who I think you could cut the fat on. Specter, Will Taylor. Uh, I mean, the guys that you, I, I'm sorry, but I don't you exactly. Cut the fat, I feel man, like I'm, you you just need to upgrade. They're all the same people too. I mean, yeah. But I mean, you're not. It's not like the NFL where you just go cut guys. Exactly. You know what I mean? When exactly. they're on scholarship, you're not just going to take your scholarship. We were not going to do that. So, no, I mean, absolutely, kinda, you kind of have to have it upon them to, to leave. You need a speedster. You need a big guy. I uh, feel like there's just – they were guys out there that you could have went out and got if you had the ability to, but we're just – we're locked up on scholarships right now. So, we, right. we can't just make them. I mean, there's rules. But, you know, yeah. you only can have so many people. I just wish you could have find a 6'5 a six, guy, 6'6", six, 6'5". Six, six, find a speedster and then i think your wide receivers would be fine because then you got your slot guys and then you had your fast guy and you got your big guy and yeah. like you said man they're Still, all just all the got, same they're all the same it looks they're like they're all the same type yeah. so it, it's really tough when you're dealing with that um alabama for years i felt like had that like it in a way they were all the same size but they were so fast oh, they just had speed they just had speed so i mean you could uh pretty much do whatever you wanted with mm-hmm. that much speed yeah. but yeah, unfortunately, our guys just don't have that much speed. Yeah. Um, I just want to talk about this for maybe a few minutes to get your perspective. It was a big thing on Twitter, so everybody's talking about it. Um, thought we'd bring it up. Uh, Dabo, after we signed the class that we signed, um, said some really nice things about his players, but then he also mentioned NIL. Yep. That we've been doing that for years, but NIL stood for. What was it? I mean, he said it was name, image, and, image, and likeness, but what we were doing God's, it in God's name, name, image, and image likeness. likeness. And this blew up, and people were making fun of him um, on Barstool, especially. Yeah. I saw it a lot. Yep. Now, what's funny is I looked it up. The guy who wrote the article. Now his name is like Big Tennessee Tom or something. <laughs> so I mean, there's a little bit of something there, but it ended up trending on Twitter because of that article. Do you think? This is one of those where people are like, "I love Dabo, but he should, you know, tone it down." Or do you think this was a good thing? What, what do you What do you got for me? On that? Uh, as soon as I so I was listening to the press conference, and as soon as I said it, I looked at the guy. We were we were actually out on the golf course having a, to work because of the cold weather and stuff. And I looked at the guy, and I was like, "Dude, that's this is about to hit the fan with you know national media." And it wasn't thirty minutes; it was lighting up, trending, all that stuff. One, I think I've told you this before. Dabo's getting gets clicks. That's why everybody writes articles about him or pokes fun at everything he does or or whatever. It's just he gets clicks. Why do so, you think it's why do you think it's him more than 
anybody else. Well, I think it was, I mean, when you win two national championships in a short amount of time and you make the playoff every year, you know, I mean, here, everybody knows who you are. So you're just a, you know, you're a big name target. So any, you're, you're going to get scrutinized for everything you do, good or bad. Um, so I, I think it's, it's kind of, I think it's crazy just because you get made fun of because you said God or or anything or when he talks about his faith, people like pick fun about that. To me, that's just oh wow. I mean, okay, asinine and weird. Yeah, um, but I mean, it, it just it doesn't bother me. Whatever, dude. I mean, we're we're getting kids. We're we're still recruiting, and I mean, he's he's done this since day one. So I mean. That's why he's talked confused. about his faith and everything since day one. It's not like he's just people talk about. Well, he's a hypocrite because he cusses. I mean, oh my god! You and uh, there was some dude on uh, on Twitter that said something about. Well, Bobby Bowden was you know he thinks he's Bobby Bowden, or if you want to look at a true uh, you know Christian coach, look at Bobby Bowden. I'm like, bro, did you know Bobby Bowden? Did you read <laughs> did you the know history yeah, did you, of Bobby Bowden? Did you know Bobby Bowden? I mean. He's not a bad guy. No, just but like, I mean, dude, I mean, there's more hypocrites out there than Dabos. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, and I don't believe he's a hypocrite at no. all. I mean, you want to talk about a, a if you want to go with the whole Christian hypocrite thing, look no further than Hugh Freeze down the road. I mean, bro, really? You want to talk about you know you try to use faith and do all this kind of stuff, and then you you're calling hookers and, and getting hookers and doing all. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's. Yeah, if, if if Dabo drops, you know, some come some cuss words and stuff on the sideline while coaching, you yeah. know, I don't think that's the whole the worst thing in the world. Uh, somebody said that he was a hypocrite because of his brother, and I don't want to get into his brother. He but ain't got nothing to do with his brother. That's the thing. Like, I mean, what? what are you demonizing Jeffrey Dahmer's brother or sister? He had a brother or sister. Would you say that they're this or that because, because they're related to him? That I don't. That's sense. that's the dumbest argument I've ever heard. And also, people saying that he was uh, he's not genuine. But going back to what you said, he's, Dude, he's, he's doing it since this he's been one. here. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't make any sense. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that up just for a second because it was a big deal online. But, online, but yeah, but honestly, I knew it was gonna, I knew it was gonna be what it was. But it to me, it's no different than what he, what he's been again since day one. So we, we all know about it, but it's just he gets clicks, man. That's yeah. the reason why it is the bigger deal than it is. That's all it is. Well, with that being said. Uh, I think it's time. Do you know what it's time for? I think it's time for everybody's favorite segment. What's up, guys? The Show Me the Money segment of the show is brought to you by David Arledge with Cornerstone Construction, everybody's favorite roofing and solar company. Give them a call for all your roofing, siding, gutters, and solar needs. Whether it is commercial, residential, or any type of repair, he will take care of you and your property. For expertise and professionalism, give them a call and schedule your free inspection at 864-800-3106. And with all the money that Cornerstone Construction saves you, you know, you could buy your wife a gift or go on that fancy vacation you've always wanted to go on or just throw it down on some games. And speaking of games, I think it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 show you the money. That not so good. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yeah. Louder. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. Welcome back, everybody, for Show Me the Money. Show me the money. Show me the money, baby. All right, what do we got on the docket for today? couple bowl games, a couple bigger, better bowl games than the last ones that we picked. Sorry, guys. Man, the, the beginning of the season or the beginning of the bowl season kind of sucks, but it, it's tough to pick. Yeah, but hey, you did pretty well. Four and one on those games that we picked. I went a big whopping two and three. Yeah, so not great, but good job for you. I appreciate it. It's hard to pick bowl games, man. When I mean, so we were looking at because we honestly forgot who we picked because it's been a couple weeks, right? And somehow, some way, had threw away my piece of paper, so we had to go back and listen to who we picked, and we do a bowl sheet. For work, you know, just so of course I do that bullshit. So yeah. I waited as long as possible to put the you know the latest trends out or the latest lines out and everything. And while we were listening, I'm looking at my sheet and that sheet, and dude, the swings and points was 
some teams that we picked that were favorites were not favorites anymore by a couple points or right. the line had dropped two or three, seven points or went up. That It was both seasons just hard to pick because of opt-outs and right. everything else. But anyway, so these are the as latest as we can get. Literally looking them up you know, 30 minutes before the show. Cheese it, bull. Oklahoma, Florida State. I think it could be a pretty good ball game. Um, but Florida State, man, nine and a half point favorite against Oklahoma, the old Brent Venables. Uh, you know, uh, I think Vegas did a very good job putting the line where it is um, because, in my opinion, I was going to just pick Florida State no matter what, mm-hmm. but that's because I thought it was going to be lower than that. Mm-hmm. With that being said, though, I think Florida State is playing good football, and Brent Venables is having a tough go at it this year. So based on momentum, I'm going to go with Florida State, I think, even still to cover. Yeah, uh, I think Florida State's playing really good football. I think they're playing with a lot of confidence. Oklahoma, on the other hand, I don't think that's the case. Um, I, I mean, honestly, on both sides of the ball, I think they're better than Oklahoma. So uh, I do too. <sighs> Give Brent some time to get some defensive yeah. guys in there. He and had a pretty good recruiting class too. That's uh, good, especially defensively. Flipped a couple guys, big team name guys for defense. Um, I think I'm gonna go Florida State too. I think they cover. Yeah, I think it's a good win for them, and they. They got some momentum. That's a team that's using the portal. I think they're if you go by portal rankings, that's they're number one in the country. That's are, somebody to be scared of for next year. I, I really think they are on the up and up. Uh, next game, Notre Dame against the USC Cox. Um, Notre Dame two and a half point favorite. Yeah. Um. Again, I'm gonna go strictly based on momentum. Uh, I'm gonna go with Carolina to. To win this game, they got their guys coming back and playing. I feel like Notre Dame's lost a few guys to either NFL or whatever. And they um, don't have their quarterback, even though he was the backup. Right. He, he's the one that's played all year long. It so reminds me gone. of Florida a little bit where you're at without a quarterback. So yeah. I'll go with USC, um, unfortunately, to win this game. Yeah, this is a game to me. It's a little weird because, I mean, like I said, Notre Dame doesn't have their quarterback that's played all year long, even though technically he was the backup. But he's not playing. Their tight end's not playing. Um, USC Rattler is playing. Juice Wells is playing, but then I think Josh Van is playing. No, no, sorry, Josh Van's hurt. He's not playing. He got hurt against Clemson. That's right. He is not playing. Um, and then defensively, good lord, they're missing a whole lot of guys. They either opted out or transferred. You know, Lloyd's not playing because he transferred. So I mean, this whole ball game, I think they're come out that. Uh, USC starting left tackle now has declared he's not going to play. So, um, I'm going to go with Notre Dame just because I think all they're going to do is try to run the football, and I think Carolina is susceptible to the run. Let's not even go there. Yeah. Um, and especially with Pickens not playing now, he opted out. I think Notre Dame possibly could run the ball all over him and just play keep away. Just keep I hope, away from Rattler and Wells, and I think that maybe they can cover that. I hope that's the case. Um, Sugar Bowl, Bama, K-State. Uh, Bama, six-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I mean, you you got to give him Bama. I mean, I'm not going to pick K-State over Bama ever. Yeah. Um, it's a bowl game that I feel like is more important to K-State. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's Alabama. Yep. I'm going to roll with them. Bryce Young and them. Bryce Young's playing. Um, so that was a big key. People had speculation that he was or wasn't going to play. Um, so he is playing. I'm going to go K-State based off the fact that it seems like every time Alabama doesn't or is kind of like right on the cusp of either being in a national championship or like back in the day or now with the playoff, it's like they don't give a crap and don't play well. That's a good point. Um, so And I think K-State really wants this one. So I'm going to go K-State. Now, I don't know if they win or not, but I'm at least going to say they cover. Gotcha. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, all right. Playoff games. Uh, TCU, Michigan. Michigan, seven and a half. Um, I believe Michigan. I, I actually can't believe it's that close. I think Michigan wins by a, a decent amount more. Um, maybe not a decent amount more, but I think they win somewhere between 10 and 17 points um, for me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Michigan, too. I don't think TCU's saw anything like the physicality that they're going to see against Michigan. Right. Michigan is going to try to pound the football at you and then and look at you and ask you how you like it. Um, right. They just don't play that kind of way in the in the Big 12. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I just don't see 
TCU on either side of the ball, like either side of the ball just being like super dynamic. It's not like they have like this super high-powered offense going against Michigan that maybe Michigan hasn't ever saw or like their defense is like super good. I just feel like they're they're just a, they're pretty balanced they're across you know yeah they're, they're balanced just, they're balanced across the board and I just think Michigan you know, on both sides of the ball is just better than them. So I'll tell you one thing I feel bad for um, TCU's quarterback. Um, maybe feel bad is not the right word, but I think that guy's got a lot of heart. Um, I saw him play at the end of that game versus well, it was a K State, mm-hmm. and he. I think he literally ran for like ninety yards. Man, he's beat up. He, 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 he couldn't even breathe. Yep. And he did everything he could to keep him in that game. Um, his defense kind of let him down, but that's gonna be the story of this game. Yep. He's gonna play his heart out. He's gonna get beat up again. Um, he's gonna try everything he can do, but it's Michigan's too much. Yeah. Uh next one, Ohio State, Georgia. Georgia six and a half. Yeah, all right. So Georgia reminds me a lot of Michigan. Um, very balanced. Um, I don't think one side of the ball is better than the other. Um, if anything, the defense is probably better than the offense, but barely. Yep. Ohio State firepower, but they've lost a lot of that firepower. It's like they ran out of gas. Mm. And I think Georgia takes care of business and they they cover. I think again, I've said it. You know, I don't know how many times this year on here that I thought Ohio State had the ability to be the best team in the country just based off talent. But for whatever reason, they just were not able to run the football down the stretch. And they became a little one-dimensional. And I feel like if you're one-dimensional against Georgia, it's not good. Um, and defensively, I mean, you just got to go back and look at the Michigan game, dude. Michigan absolutely demolished him in that second half. I mean, they just lined up and just roasted him you know, down the stretch of that game. They rushed for like 200-something yards in the second half. I think Georgia can do the same darn thing to you. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. As um, much as, oh, sorry, go ahead and pick. No, I'm I, sorry. Yeah, I got, I got Georgia. As much as I think ESPN uh, would love to see, oh, yeah. You know, Michigan, Ohio State play. Mm, yeah. I, I just don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they tried their damnedest to yeah. make it happen. Oh, yeah. They tried. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see it. So we both picked. The same, yeah. Michigan, Georgia. Well, let's go ahead and let's say that's the case. Who who wins mm-hmm. without a line? Let's just go straight up. I gotta go with Georgia, man. I think Georgia goes two in a row. It's unfortunate. I hate mm-hmm. to say it, but I think Georgia goes two in a row. I just think there's too much talent, man. Their just... tight ends, especially, are very good. Yeah, just too much talent. Just too much talent. I think Georgia. I think it's their year once again. Yeah. It's going to be the most forgettable back-to-back national championship wins, in my opinion, but they're going to do it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then the last one, Orange Bowl, Clemson, Tennessee. Uh, this line has moved all around. Uh, I think it started out when it opened up, it was four and a half. It went up to six and a half. Now it's down to five and a half for us. All right. Well, I think that's the smart move considering the opt-outs. Yep. Um. I got to be honest. You know I love Cade. Yep. But I love him for a different reason than I think other people think I love him for. I'm I'm not. I'm not the guy to sit here and say he's the next Deshaun. He's the next Trevor Lawrence. I don't think anybody's really saying that. But I'm definitely not saying that. I think he played well against North Carolina. I think our defense is great. But I'm more worried about Tennessee's fast-paced offense. And their ability to more than likely get decayed and rattle him, show him some things he hasn't seen. The spotlight might be too big. We're in a lose-lose situation. I think Tennessee wins by three. So okay. I'm going with Tennessee to cover. All righty. Um, and I hate to say it. No, I mean, I, hey, that's, I'm not going to say you're wrong by any means. Because uh, I very well can see it, man. Um, I've thought, you know, we talked about, this was what Tennessee was what, you know, with the full slate of players. I thought this has been like the worst matchup in the world for us. If when we were talking about when we still had playoff aspirations and everything, like if we, that came to that, that is the one team that you did not want to see. We did say that. Blow the doors off of you. And now you got it. A little different scenario now with the three best players on offense. Um, 
I think it's going to be a good ball game. Um, I am taking Tennessee too. Um, I think we win the ball game. I think it comes down to like a field goal, though. I think DT hits a game-winning field goal. Um, It'd be a great way for him to, to the go sunset. Up. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Tennessee covered. I think it's going to be a very nip and tuck ball game. Like I said, I think just with losing those three players on offense, I think it just kind of brings everything kind of evens out on both sides of the ball for both teams. Right. Um, so we, if you would definitely say that, you know, you just look at both sides of the ball. I think offensively, they got a little bit of an uptick on us. Yeah. Uh, just because of scheme wise. Um, but I think there's a greater gap between our defense and theirs. So I think that's why it, it kind of brings everything. Yeah. It kind of it helps. I think it brings, uh, it tilts us just a pinch above them, which is why I think we win. But it's not enough where I think like we're going to be able to cover. Right. And we're also just not a great team in covering. So, right. Um, uh, this is actually the next point I was going to bring up is postseason games. Um, not ACC championship, just strictly playoff or bowl games in general. Yep. Uh, I, I just don't feel like Clemson plays their best football when they're favored mm. and we're favored. And I feel like that's one of those things where it's it's hard to describe. It's just it almost feels like when our team feels like it's inevitable or um, we don't have an uphill battle, that we don't play our best football. Mm-hmm. It's when you're down that you play your best football. And again, you're playing a hurt team who's down a lot of players. And even though you have a freshman quarterback and you think we got to try really hard because of this guy or whatever, it still feels like to me that we're, we might not see the best version of Clemson this week, which sounds strange, but that's just how I feel. Yeah. When, when you're the favorite, it doesn't usually work out that well for you. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason I say what I say. But We will find out shortly. We will find out shortly. And, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tiger Brothers podcast. And you know what? We're going to find out this week. We're going to find out how Cade Klubnik plays. We're going to see what our future has in store for it. But you know what, dude? I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Me too. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week.